and welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Hey, Daniel, just curious, why did you start chuckling all of a sudden? Because <laughs> of the face you were making in the camera <laughs> after our conversation last week. <laughs> yeah, right. No, uh, I, I got to give you some kind of guff, you know, just because, <laughs> quite simple. Right before we started recording, he said, hey, don't give me guff for my for my resting blank face. RBF. I, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, then don't make it. <laughs> and so while he was staring at the camera waiting for our cue, I was doing the same things. <laughs> so if you notice that in the podcast, that's what I was doing. So I was just trying to crack him up right before the episode. But uh, we're in a festive spirit, I think, here. Yeah. I still bring horror to Christmas. That's right. And you can look around the uh, Everyday Board Games HQ yep. right here. We're all decorated up. Um, hey, Chaos. How's it going, Crate? Um, if you are, you know, regard, we do want to be very clear first off, right before we begin the episode, mm. whatever holiday you do or don't celebrate, these are great little, like, gift ideas, gift ideas. So if you want to get a gift for somebody, these are great ones, regardless of what time of the year it is. They are not specifically holiday themed mm-hmm. necessarily, at least a couple of mine are holiday. themed. Yeah, mine are not, but that's fine. But we both celebrate Christmas. I don't yep. think either one of us are super religious because, it's, it, nope. but it is one of our what our family celebrates. Yes. So we celebrate it absolutely. Um, but and honestly, these are these are my go to games that I would be giving giving as, as a, a gift. gift. Yeah, which exactly. is great and a relatively decent price. None of them are super expensive. Like I said, I yes. think my highest one is like thirty bucks. But I think mine's on, twenty twenty five something like that. But the thing is, like with uh, when we do stockings in my family, it's just about the size of the gift rather than um, sometimes uh, uh, right, size of the gift rather than the price of the gift. Like I've put video games in my wife's stocking because oh, they sure. just fit better in there than yep. they would in wrapped under the tree. Yep. Uh, that's sometimes the best way to like my wife loves to play her switch. Oh, so yeah. it's, it's real easy to put switch games in the stocking. That's right. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to go cheap, but really these are, these are good bang for your buck. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're good that's, that's the big thing is that they're bang for your buck. We've right. done that topic before. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and we want to also clarify, or at least I want to clarify, uh, right before the episode, I did go online and I confirmed that available through miniature market or Amazon, one of the two, that all of these are person are actually available right now to buy. Um, but if they are available at your local game store, get them there first. Yeah, and I also uh, did that too. I went not, not just there. I also checked if you wanted to go onto their actual physical website mm-hmm. that you can buy them on there too. Yep. Um, there's that. Uh, Barnes & Noble, Target, I saw them on their stuff, mm-hmm. as well as yep. your local game store. So these yes. are easily accessible stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> All right, so uh, we definitely want to go through this. Uh, now, I know you put them in order. I did not, mm-hmm. um, just because I was more concerned about Properly stuffing my stocking, <laughs> which has been contentious amongst, like, when I came in here. Um, I will say all of them do fit in said stocking, although, albeit a little cattywampus, I'm glad the glare is not picking up this game that happens yeah. to be. The thing about it is, out. the boxes I have are pretty large uh, compared yeah. to some of the stuff. I think the one that's sticking out is your largest box. That is my largest one, yes. Yeah, I have, that's like... I put it up top. Two or three that uh, actually equals that size. Uh, the, the, your top one right over there, no spoilers, is bigger than mine. For sure. Uh, uh, we will compare, but I, yours is bigger than mine. I think it's I a little guarantee. wider, but I think yours is taller because I know what game that oh, is. We're just comparing size. I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> if, if you just tuned in, we are talking about the size of games that are fitting in said stockings. No other connotation involved in that. Um, Illuminous says everyone loves a watermelon game. We have some other recommendations. Um, if anybody else has any that, uh, 
I will not say what everyone is saying in the chat. Um, sorry, you have a good one. But some of the suggestions was um, Illuminus was suggesting Scout, Arboretum, and Love Letter, and Curie AI or I. Curie AI. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, so forgive me. Um, Ithri says How's it going? Owls. Hey, Ithri. How's it going, um, Ithri? Don't put those emojis on, uh, those suggestive emojis on our <laughs> chat. Great. How dare you? And <laughs> anyway. she's our mod. <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> she's our mod. What are, what are we saying? So, anybody, by all means, if you're in the chat right now, post what you think are, best, are great stocking stuffers for you in the chat right there. Daniel, before we get into it today, mm-hmm. what have you been playing, sir? Oh, man. I, we've been playing quite a bit. Um, actually, most of the games I'm going to talk about, except for one, were part of that game day we did on Sunday. Uh-huh. When we were talking about, like... We play. We had three game days within seven days of each other, which was nice. It was so much fun. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about three of them that uh, we played within that area. Although I call, I still call shenanigans on one of the on that game day. Actually, two of them came from that game day. One of them came from the game day beforehand. Shenanigans. I said. <laughs> no, and to clarify, I mean it was a great game day. All yeah. the games were fun. Yeah. However, yeah. we. We all conveniently... Hey, so very wrong. Thanks for How's joining How's it going, us. so very? So we all conveniently picked one game each. Mm-hmm. And I brought a bag, you had your game room, mm-hmm. our friends brought a bag, and you. while we were waiting, we chose that uh, one of our mutual friends would pick. Yeah. So we are waiting for him to show up. Yeah. And so I said, okay, well, let's just play a quick game while yeah. we're waiting. And we played a two and a half minute game. We played oh, it twice, so it was five played, minutes. So five minutes worth. <laughs> we played that. And that was the only game I got to the table that night. These guys are busting out two-hour games. Hey, mine was like an hour, hour and a half at the most. Five minutes. The Shenanigans, other, I the, say. The other one, the thing about it is, is the the one that killed us was the third game that day. Yes, yes. That, that, was that took nearly three hours. Yes, yep. I should have brought a three-hour game. <laughs> And I should have just waited. That's all, right. all. So the first game I'm going to talk about, and this is kind of spoilers uh, for what our top eight debate is going to be <laughs> next month, uh, that which will actually land on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is going to be a hard game to beat for my top 2023 games because okay. this one I thoroughly loved. And this was Earth. We got this to the table the Wednesday uh, before that Sunday game night because uh, so- that was my pick. Finally got my my copy played. You and our mutual friend Dom had both kind of played it beforehand. Yeah, we had played an almost full game at the convention the first time we had seen it. It was like a pre-production copy. And I have to say, that does to engine building that I really want engine building to do. It was so quick. It was so fast. Uh, It was still a relatively decently length game. I still think it took us about an hour and a half. Yeah, it takes about an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, it it was up there, but you're engaged the entire time. Yeah. Even when it's not your turn, because whenever someone chooses an action, you get to do a secondary action of the same type, and you're still triggering all your other tags that match that. So if you're doing like a watering action, I take the bottom part of it, but I'm also getting to trigger all my blue cards that Mm -hmm. I have in my tableau. It is super, super fun. I had every wherewithal thinking that I knew I would like it, because I I love engine builders. 
But I think this is going to hurt Terraforming Mars in my book because yes. I really do. Oh, by far. I, yeah. I do love that game, but the length of it, uh, mm-hmm. this one plays a lot quicker. Yep. It does a lot of the same things that I like in Terraforming Mars. I yep. do like some of the aspects that Terraforming has with some of the expansions where you get a little bit more. You have random starting aspects of it. Uh-huh. This has that a little bit. But another thing, uh, it looks like that it's a big, big game, in which it is. But it's actually one of the simplest uh, engine builders I've ever played. Yep. Uh, when we talk about like next level games or a gateway game or something like that, this wouldn't be my <laughs> gateway in- engine builder. Uh, I think that would still be like Gizmos or something like that. Yeah. But this is that next step. Uh, so like for me, it would be this, yep. then or, or it would be Gizmos, then Earth. Then you can, once you figure out how to do those really well, then you can go to something like Wingspan or Terraforming right. Mars. I think this is that next ramp up of it, and it's, oh man, I am really going to have a good time when we start debating this game, because oh, it, yeah. it was really, really good. It And also, so Sora was in the chat, this last Saturday at our game night mm-hmm. at, at the local shop, um, I taught Sora along with two other, three other players how to play this, and when I brought it out, I was like, guys, look, this is going to be the highlight of the night, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the one I'm focusing on, this is the one I'm going to teach everybody. And I actually had a theme of pretty games, I brought out Century Spice Road, Trekking through history and Earth all... Well, why'd you bring out Spice Roads when uh, Gollum is such a pretty... I don't game. have a demo on it. <laughs> but regardless, regardless. No, I brought that out, and everyone... Uh, I really do want to try Daybreak. That's on my list of Same. ones I want to play. Same. But um, I brought it out, and everyone very hesitantly walked by it a little bit. I'm like, guys, mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend this. This is the game I really do recommend you guys try. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. You know, like, and kind of like, bit the bullet kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I sat down, I'm like, guys, look, I'll be honest with you, it looks intimidating. Hang out with me for like five, ten minutes while I teach you the game, then once you understand what these icons are trying to say, then it's going to make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And I and I promise you it's going to make way more sense than it looks like it is right now. There's a lot to take in, but go with it, and we'll be rolling in like ten minutes. Yeah. Thirty minutes later... Uh, the four, there was three players, and a fourth player walked in, one of their friends, mm-hmm. and that one of them, Sora, taught her how to play it on the spot while I was teaching another game. Nice. 30 minutes into the introductory game, <laughs> Sora taught it. And like, it's, way like I said, it's, it looks like a lot, but it it's actually way quite more. simple. Yes. It's it's a medium weight, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it, it, a true meaning of medium weight. Don't look at the board game geek stuff. Right. People it, would call this just, easy weight. <laughs> it's just as complex as Castles of Burgundy. Yes. It's which... it's not that complex, but it is, like I said, that's yeah. why I say it's like a next step engine builder. Gizmos, yes. then to this. Yeah, absolutely. And then this will bridge you to like a Terraforming <laughs> Mars or to a Wingspan or some right. like those heavier engine builders. Yes. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. No, that's a really good pick. In fact, that was my number one as well that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, because not only did I play it that Wednesday, I played it again that following Friday with a mutual <laughs> friend of ours. Yeah. And and I told him, uh, I try not to hype up games yeah, yeah. when I'm about to do it. But I told him right before, I was like, honestly, dude, I really think you're going to like this. This this screams your style. And I rarely see him get analysis paralysis, but he did tell me partway through the game, he was like, this is the kind of game that can get really out of hand if you let it. I was like, yeah, I know. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, but I was I, like, I, yeah. but you're not. <laughs> but you have the choice to go, you know what? 
I'm just going to go for these few cards. Yeah. And then 30 minutes into that, he had like a hand of cards where he had them in order. He's like, I'm going to do that, then that, then that. I have a game plan. Mm -hmm. And he took it and he destroyed me. He got a higher score than any of us did. Yeah, on no. That, on that I get it. It and was it, crazy. And the thing about it, when we I, we played it, I I had set myself up. I'm like, I don't know how what I'm going to do real, yes. real quick. And then I got a card out there. It's like, hey, if you get mushroom uh, the mushroom tag diagonal mm -hmm. to this card and so at that point i'm like okay that's gonna score me like 20 points if yep. i get all four mm -hmm. spots because it's five points for each of the diagonal spots right. if i get all four spots i'm putting this here and now i know there's a mushroom there and i got a mushroom there so now i just gotta tag it elsewhere mm -hmm. i found out uh, i had a sprouts card that has every tag on it and i'm like yes this works and i put it into the <laughs> Starting up basically my fourth column because it's a four by four grid, but it just worked. It played really well. The score was actually pretty close with yeah. all of us. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. This is a fantastic game. It really is. It's it's up there with it's one of my top two of the year, right now. It's, no, spoiler. It's, it's sorry. one of my top two. Of one the of year my too. top two of the year. And it's one of my top two of the year. Uh, actually, my other one's on here too. Cool. All right. <laughs> like uh, I next said, one. I rarely give tins. Yes. I have given two tins this year so far. Mm -hmm. And that was and, one, of them. one of them. Yeah, and the other one's on here too. Yep. yep. <laughs> so. This was your next one. But that's not the one I'm going to talk about. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the one I did want to talk about is a game that I picked up from you, uh, Part of Your Purge. Ooh. I did want to play this. I've been wanting to play it because our friend, uh, our mutual friend Dom keeps talking about it. Uh, oh. Okay. This one is Half Truth. It's a yeah. trivia mm -hmm. game created by Richard Garfield and Ken Jennings. Uh, Ken Jennings is the guy who is well known for winning a lot of Jeopardy games. He's now the host of Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was like, okay, I'll try this out. It's really interesting because what you're going to do, it's basically betting trivia in a sense of all yeah. our wits and wagers and stuff like that. So you have Kinda. a card that tells you like hey, such and such is going on and it gives you six answers. Three are true. And three are wrong. Yep. And so you're going to roll a die. And depending on what the die says, that's what your points are you going to score for that card. That if you round. get at least one correct. If you get at least one correct. However, you can gamble and say, I think it's these two. Or you could super gamble. I forget what it's, the, the actual term is where you could bet all three of your tokens. Right. And saying, I think all three of these are correct. Yep. If you get it one correct, if you only bet one and get it correct, you score whatever the die roll is. Yes. If you score... Uh, both correct, then you get a die roll and you get a permanent point. You normally don't score your points until the end of the round because you're just going to keep going up until mm -hmm. someone hits seven and then it's yep. going to change the round. Mm -hmm. You keep doing that, and if you go three, you get to keep two things. But the going back to the die roll, that actually changes things up too. So yep. you're normally it's like you get one point, two point, three point, and I think there's a four there's point. A four. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that tells you how many you score if you get one correct. If you get all three correct, you're still going to get whatever the die says, plus the permanent points that go to you, basically yes. into your victory point pool. However, if you get any of those wrongs, you get nothing. Yep. Uh, and two, there's a part of the die roll that actually will boost uh, your, uh, your bonuses. bonuses. Yep. So if you get the one extra correct, then you get two points instead of one. If you get two mm -hmm. correct, you get four points instead of two. And then the one that uh, I really enjoyed is that you got to find the wrong answers yes. for the cards. And some of them are more obvious is than it others. others. Yeah, and it, and it's thing is there's like uh, six different packs of cards in there and stuff like that. Yeah, I actually busted out a pack that you hadn't even unsealed yet. No. And I was like, this is... I only ever went through the first one, and yeah. I only made it part way through. Yeah, I just grabbed one, and I was just like, let's just do this one. And yep. there were some that were really easy for me. Like, there was one where it's asking, like, which are the tennis grand slams, or which of these yep. six are tennis grand slams. I'm like... 
well, I don't really follow tennis, but I know the Grand Slams because those yep. are the ones you see all the time. So I and, and we had rolled the the extra die where it gave you the extra points. Mm-hmm. So I put all three out there, and I got four extra points, and I still got my normal point because uh, I think it's one point, and then you get your bonus points is what it happens. So the scoring only gave me one point. However, I got four points to put in my pool because I got the bonus. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's actually to the point where I showed it to just a group of friends. They're getting ready. To, uh, they own their own business. They're getting ready to do their company picnic. She borrowed that one and fun facts for her company picnic. Good. Good choice. Well, and see, I like, like I said, I've had, I have so many trivia games that I do enjoy. And that's just, that was just yet another one. I was like, I didn't need to have that one in addition to these, but I do still really enjoy it. No, no. Um, and I'm, I will play it next time you want to play it. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah. enjoy it a lot. It's very fun. Uh, it holds up to what? Six, six players, or, yeah, six, I think, that? yeah. Yeah, and it still works well with two, mm-hmm. even. I mean, it worked well in a, a group of four. Uh, we were going to play it with five, but the the other person had to leave with her kids, yeah. so we just like, okay, let's just try this. Components. Yeah, such it's a heavy game for such a small box. Yeah, oh, it's dense. the The box is full. To the yeah, room. and not only that, There's just no because of the room. cards, but because they give you like <coughs> uh, clay, almost clay poker chips yep. for your betting and stuff like that. So yeah, no, it's fun. Uh, Half truth. Yep, exactly. Alright, uh, the next one I want to talk about is a game that I hadn't played in a really long time. Um, uh, my mutual friend, our mutual friend came over uh, last Friday, and my wife, I, I asked her, as I do every Friday, hey, you want to play a game with us? And she was like, eh, I'm like, well, my offer still stands. If you do want to play, you get a pick. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, you get to pick whatever one sounds interesting. She was like, cool. And she did, actually, which is rare. Very rare, and I couldn't appreciate her more for it. Splendor? No, Pandemic. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it had been a while, so we were like, okay, we'll just go standard mode. You know, yeah, We yeah. don't want to like fight that hard. Oh, my God, did we get destroyed. <laughs> we got one cured. Oh, one. wow. And we On lost standard to mode? outbreaks. Jeez. On the very last outbreak, it was actually four. Like, we got destroyed wow. in that game. Oh, my goodness. Have we not done that bad? And then we all just kind of like sat down when we were done. We're like, okay, so we're a bit rusty. But oh my God. <laughs> yeah, well, between, I think the last time you played a pandemic game was uh, right. the... I played it in January, I think, of, of this year. But it was just a one and done real quick one. Okay, because I was like, uh, the, I don't remember you Prior talking about that, it was like 2015. Well, well, the base one. I'm talking about like, because you, you haven't done any pandemic really since the Legacies ended. No, very few, very few. I might have played like one of the mini ones, but either way, I mean like. Well, the last uh, the last pandemic I played was the Clone Wars one. Oh yeah, which I do want to try that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, pandemic. Exactly. You know pandemic, right? Because I've made you play it. Um, it was <laughs> my fault. No, we got just decimated. It was brutal. If this was a legacy game, we would have torn up half of the components we played with. Uh, That's how bad it was. Yeah. So it's funny that reminds me of the time. Um... Uh, we were showing games off. We were doing games like at uh, NMSU. Uh, uh-huh. I, it was me, Game Head Geek. We're just like a big group of our friends. We went to Corbett Center to yeah. play games there. Mm-hmm. And he was teaching uh, to one group, uh, <laughs> Pandemic. Yeah. And he's like, so they were telling us, and after the game's over, they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we got decimated. I'm like, okay, well, I, would you put them on easy mode because they're not normal players? Or do you put them on normal mode? Oh, I just put them on normal mode. Okay, well, how they get so decimated? And so I was going through the deck. He had all six cards in there. He put them on hard mode. <laughs> I did? 
No. Uh, oh, no, the guy who played it, uh, yeah. Yeah, Gamehead uh, Geek uh, set it up, and he put all six Pandemic cards in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's what did it. Yeah, no, it and was... they just got decimated, because I'm like, how are you guys already done? Yeah. It's like, it's not a 15-minute game, guys. <laughs> yeah, not, not exactly. Everything happens, right? Because no, uh, me and the good. wife were playing uh, Summoner Wars. It's the first time I ever played Summoner Wars. And mm, yeah. We're all like, okay, We I read the rules. I taught her how to play the game. We were like middle of the game. They had already been playing for like... I think it was like 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, they'll they'll be a little bit, so we could just concentrate on this game. Sure. We're, we made like our second or third move, and they're like, okay, we're done. What else can we play? And right. I'm like, wait, how are you guys already done? Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that, that that's hilarious. I was like, no, I, it was. When we talk about like memorable moments in our top yep. eight debate, that's one of those that's things I always remember. There was there was one time in one of our legacy games. I don't want to like give spoilers to how the legacy works because it wasn't, but it was one of the first legacy many times around. Mm-hmm. And I remember the very one of the times we played it because of how everything laid out, we lost after one round. We all took one turn and lost. I believe it. That, like, sometimes that, those legacy man, it hurts. It hurts. And the thing but, about it too, with like the legacies, if you do really, re- really well, the game makes it harder for you to succeed the yes. next, uh, the next couple games. Yep. So there was that one point where sometimes, yeah. well, no, well, in I'm, I'm talking about the original pandemic where we did really well and we won yep. several games in a row. We had to take out a lot of stuff out of the deck, and it just made it where we were just like, you know, we're going to get decimated. We just Uh, knew we were going to get decimated because a lot of the good stuff we needed was gone. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good times, right? (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of pandemic, what's your next game? All right, my next game is the other 10 that I've given this year so far. I not I know you're not as enamored with this game. No. But I... Very... I would give it a 7. No, well... I don't know, I, probably seven and a half. But I think eight. I think the, the the issue with you and me is that I it already took a great system and put a really good co op game. It on took it. a good system. Oh, I love and that. put made an AI for it. Yeah, I, I get that. But it made it fun, yeah. and it gave uh, people who don't like the tacticalness of sure. Unmatched, where you're fighting another player and giving them the they like the feel of Unmatched, yeah. but they don't like having to fight other players, especially if those other players are really big and good at this game like yep. me and my mutual friend dom played this a lot or our mutual friend dom we all own everything and so playing yep. against like my wife who plays it like once or twice uh, she would get decimated like the one time i played him i tried the bruce lee because i wanted to try how it worked mm-hmm. destroyed all three of them in a free-for-all oh yeah yeah so it's just like because i knew how to use my, my I, I have never played him before but i've played enough on match to know how to use my cards yeah this is a good way to teach the unmatched system, and then you can transition them into the head-to-heads. And I yes. like that, and that's the reason why I score it, rate it so highly. It already took a system I thoroughly enjoy. Yep. I've already rated one other uh, part of this series a 10 as well, and mm-hmm. that's the Cobble and Fog, just because I love the way those guys work. Yeah. But then it put a fun game <laughs> on top of it with the co-ops, and I like the one we ended up playing. Still haven't played the Mothman yet. Yeah, the Mars one. The Mars uh, the, one. The alien invasion was really yep. cool. It's like how it's putting all the little aliens. I out love there. that campy theme. That's <laughs> great stuff. I love the the fact that they're going campy, uh, and I love the fact that you can integrate everything you've had so far into the, the co-op system, and yep. the the four characters that it give you in the co-op system, you can take to the the head-to-head system. And I really did enjoy what it did. It has a lot of um, 
interesting motives, like the four new characters. We were researching them as we were playing because none of us really heard those characters. Uh, our friend Gamehead Geek was playing the Golden Bat. Yep. So we looked up how that one came about. Uh, that he was the, he literally is the first superhero. He was in comics in 1930-something. and Like uh, just a few years before. A few before years before Superman came Superman, out in 1938. Yeah. Excuse me? Kazuna Schnitzel. Anyway, so yeah, like, I mean, this... There's a co-op system to the unmatched game. Yeah. And it is fully compatible with all of them. And the new characters they picked were interesting. I like them too, like Annie Christmas. Because I played as Nikola Tesla. Yeah, and I liked some of the stuff. Yeah, I liked some of the stuff he did. Uh, I liked Annie Christmas, who yep. is a folklore hero from like the Louisiana area. Yeah. Uh, who is the other one I was trying to think of that uh oh Jill Trent, she was also a comic book uh, character, uh, really <laughs> sci-fi, campy sci-fi, and I'm like She's a perfect character when you're dealing with, like, the Roswell aliens yeah. and stuff like that. The yep. flying saucers. So, yeah. No, I, I really did enjoy this game. And, honestly, I want them to do another box of this. But, like, with the Marvel stuff, this way you can put your Marvel characters in there and make right. sense. But, like, I told uh, the group, I'm like, I want to play this again as the Mothman versus the Mothman. And I'm playing Bigfoot fighting Mothman. Yeah. So, I, I really did enjoy it. Uh, Unmatched Tales to Maze. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, it didn't improve the game for me. Okay. I, I liked I like Unmatched just fine. I really do. Because I own a couple of characters, too. which You own two characters. I, yeah, which is two more than I Originally necessarily had need to. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's I, you guys all have it all, so <laughs> yeah, why exactly. do I need it? But there's Houdinis, and that's amazing. So, yeah, like, I mean, like I said, maybe seven and a half, eight. You know, I like it. I'm interested but, that they're going to do a Shakespeare set. That would be interesting. Mm -hmm. But, I like, the thing is, it's like, imagine playing Magic the Gathering, right? And they create a co-op variant, right? Where you're all battling one big guy. I feel like this feels very similar to that idea. They just stick in it. They, they found a way to make a pretty fluid... I don't mean to downplay it, like, because I do mean... I mean this as a compliment. But they found a way to make a fluid AI system, but it doesn't change the feeling for it for me. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's it, like, it changed it a lot for me because instead of like, oh that's a really cool power and I what I really did like I know you right. complained about it was the initiative track and I know our game our friend Gamehead Geek was complaining about it too because he's like I took the first action in this round I'm taking the fourth action I'm like yeah but that just gives everybody equal opportunity because if you keep taking the first sure. action and you keep punching the things down now I can't my whole thing is I got to move to go find someone else yeah, to hit I, mean, I didn't care about the the. The track. I get his argument. Mm -hmm. The initiative track was it was fine. I, I liked it. I, I don't see any disadvantage to it, and I like how it was bad stuff. I am used to co-ops that do you know do some good stuff, do some bad stuff the next turn, and this that's different for this. But and I like the theme and everything. It's just that for some reason there was something about it that all the extra work didn't benefit the payoff that I was hoping it would. Oh like, no, I I was it. hoping it would be it would elevate the game for me. I'd be like, I need to buy Tales to Amaze. I, I'm fine not owning it. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Honestly, you have all the freaking Funko games. so That's true. And, and who, who often plays that with you? No one. <laughs> I can get people to play on match with me. Because you force them. No. You choose it on your pick. No. No, that's why. Yeah. Well, I chose that one on my pick, but Dom is my always ne down to play. My next pick, I'm bringing my whole case then. <laughs> okay, that's and We're fine. all playing massive amounts of Funkoverse. Uh, we're gonna uh, call that an early night. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> see what I mean? Shenanigans, I say. There you go. This is a five-minute board game all over again. We played it twice. Anyway, 
Uh, hey, you're the only one that got to play your game twice, so. <laughs> you're not wrong. The next game I wanted to talk about, speaking of really long, involved games, I played Llama the other day. <laughs> Taught my friend how to play it because he had only ever seen how to play the Llama Dice version. Mm-hmm. Which is with, the better version. With, yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, it's more exciting, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's more random, but also more exciting at the same time. Yeah. Um, Sometimes randomness is good. I know it was yeah. a knock when we were talking about, like... Uh, Santa versus Krampus and Dice yes. Throne uh, mm-hmm. last week, but sometimes randomness gives it a little bit more juice to the yep. uh, squeeze, uh, juices, uh, squeeze to the juice. You know, squeeze what I mean? to the juice. Yeah, I forget what it's the called. Honey squeeze juices. You can. I mean, that's. I mean, it's gonna what, skirt up. What but... kind of tiny fruits are you squeezing <laughs> here, sir? Anyway, th- this has gone off the rails. We're done. We're canceled. No. Um, <laughs> Llama, it's it's originally the the card game that was nominated for the Spiel des Jahres that mm-hmm. nobody had heard about until it got nominated. And then I picked up a copy. This is a new note killer for me, hands down. Um, real simple. Uh, there's I numbers mean, there's one a, through six. There's a lot of Uno cards. killers for me, and this is not one of them. But this is my go-to game that as soon as somebody says, I love playing Uno, awesome. Keep love playing Uno. Mm-hmm. You want to see another game that I like just as well? And they're like, sure. And I show them Llama, and they can equate really well. Because you're trying to get rid of your cards, it's shedding, just like Uno is. Um, in this one, you have the choice whether you draw or whether you play a card, which is slightly different. Uno, you play until you can't, and then you continue drawing until you can, which is kind of broken, but whatever. Um, but this one is real simple. Numbers 1 through 6, and then there's Llama cards. On your turn, you look at the top card of the discard pile, whatever number it is, you can play a copy of that number, or exactly one higher. But whatever's higher than a six, that's a llama. So a llama, you can play a llama on top of a six, and a one is considered higher than a llama. So you can reset it by playing a one on top of a llama. So your goal is to get rid of all your cards, because at the end of the round, the cards that are in your hand are worth that many points. So if it's a five, it's worth five points. If it's a four, it's worth four points. If it's a llama, it's worth ten points. Lowest score wins. Llamas suck. But <coughs> what makes it exciting is that you only copy. You only count one copy. So if I have five threes in my hand, I have three points. That ain't so bad. So the other option on your turn is you can just pass and score whatever you have. But if you get really excited and you're able to play all of your cards and you just conveniently work it out, then that ends the round immediately and you return one of your chips, either a one point or a ten point chip if you have it already. That's exciting. That's fun. Um, the dice game works in a similar way, but I, I got it back to the table, Llama. I, I just love that game. It's, it works so well. It's it's one of those games that you can play with anybody, and everyone's just like, you know, Grandma will be playing it. Ten minutes into the game, she'll be slapping down cards all confidently, just like, who knows, like, boom, there's a Llama. What now, punk, you know, and start talking trash. Mm-hmm. I love it when little old ladies talk trash from a card game. It makes me truly happy inside. Uh, so, we'll be we'll be talking about my Uno killer a little later. Yeah, but that that's my next one that we've been playing, Llama, or right. now Don't Llama is the name of the. All game. right, so I talked about uh, Unmatched Tales to Amaze. I've talked about, or uh, you've talked about the what is it, the Magic Rabbits? I think is what it's called. Yep. There was two other games we played that night, and one of them mm, it was okay. Was okay. Yeah. Uh, but the next one I'm going to talk about, I actually really did enjoy. I liked what it did. Mm-hmm. I liked how the, the 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 twist it had on deck building, and I love that it made people um, 
you know, play their character. My character was all about attacking. Yep. Your character was all about support. Yep. So you were having to play the, as a support character, and I really did enjoy that, and that is Astro Knight, another 2023 game that we played. Yep. I didn't rate this a 10. I would probably give this an 8 if I had yeah. to give a score. That's about right. I liked what it did. It, it's a fun deck builder. I like, or like, it has any deck builder. If you're buying something, you're putting it on top of your deck. Uh, mm-hmm. However, when you spend that money, uh, you can put it on your discard pile however you want. Yep. But you're also fighting a big bad and trying to protect the homeworld. So you're trying to figure out <coughs> how we mitigate this guy, dropping his health points down. The only way mm-hmm. you can do that is by attacking him at the very start of your turn. So you need to have weapons down, and then yep. you got to try to increase your weapon slot, how many weapons you can hold, uh, how many um, uh, power, your special ability, you need to increase that up. So you're like, all right, I got to spend this money to increase this, but I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do that because I'm going to send this to you since you're really big about fighting. Yep. So I'm going to put this on top of your discard pile here soon. And when it's all said and done, you don't shuffle your deck building. The yep. only shuffling you do, and this is the biggest joke about yep. this game, this, is the this is shenanigans. <laughs> the only shuffling in a deck building uh, of this caliber you do is the initiative cards. The turn order. <laughs> you. This game prides itself in the fact that you are building a deck of cards and building that engine, and you don't shuffle them, and your turn orders are random. Yeah. Do the shuffling. How dare like you just couldn't. <laughs> You just had to have shuffling. You and, had to have that and, level of random and the in there. Thing, and, and the thing it's is, a deck builder for goodness and sake. It's not even, Shame on you. It's not even that Mr. random. Designer. Because the, is, the, the character, because uh, like if you're the player, you take a card, it's player one, player two, player sure. three, player four. And then when the card comes up, you decide which yes. three or four. <laughs> so why random? <laughs> like, why? So what happened? Uh, Daniel and our mutual friend Dom were, were players one and two. Three right? and four. You were uh, one three and two. Three and four. Me and our friend Gamehead Geek, we were one and two. So the card one slash two, which looks like one half, honestly. Yeah, one half, and the other one's three fourths. Fourth. We, so we choose randomly which half of the table <laughs> gets to choose who takes it. Why? I, I think Why? it's I think it's mainly just that this way the boss doesn't do it at the end of the turn. He just gets to go and sometimes... It's better for him to go in the beginning of the round or the middle of the round. It just it makes it more enthralling because you're sitting there like, oh god, like especially this one. It, when we played it, it came down to the wire. We needed my card to come up for me to hit at least certain amount, right. and then we, this way we can clear this guy happening. This way we're not taking point damage, and then yeah. the very next card we needed was either the boss to show up. This way the minions we don't have to worry about firing because right. we just cleared them off. Or our mutual friend, uh, Dom, I think he was the next one that needed to fire off. This way he could do the last of the damage. Because, honestly, I was almost down. Uh, we the, the, the planet was almost down. And you're having to mitigate how you have to attack the boss, heal the planet, heal yourself, and help everybody out. I know right. you, you were annoyed with the randomization. No, I, no, I was not annoyed. I just found it incredibly ridiculous. Like, it didn't bother me. It made sense. It's just, it's, like, it's just so ridiculous. Like... You couldn't figure out another system for it. And the like, thing is, like, it, there's so many characters be, in there, why too. Why couldn't it be, like, full random turn order instead of partially random? You still shuffle it up. You still choose. Why couldn't it be if my card comes up, I discard a card, and I can make somebody else take their turn and mine gets shuffled back in? Something like that, right? Yeah, like I get it. 
But I think I think there's a lot it's of like they're trying to justify not shuffling the deck. Yeah, and they're trying honestly, to make up I like that because I like the way that that deck building works. Is like yeah. you just put the new card you bought into your discard pile. Yeah. Then you put your buy power cards on top of that in any order you want. Yes. Because when you're said and done, you just flip your discard pile over, and now that's your new draw deck. So even Creative Chaos is confused. Yeah. No. no don't get me wrong. As much guff as I'm giving it right now, it was still a really good game. It was fun. I do I, want to give it credit. It was fun. It was a fun, it, fun game. It's worth it. I'm just... It, it just seems ridiculous, right? What I really did like about this game, and yeah. the reason why it scores so high for me, right. is because it made you roleplay your character. Yeah. Uh, and not a lot of like deck buildings with theme uh, right. make you play your character. Like We talk about like Lost Ruins of Arnak. Your characters have cool special abilities, but I don't really feel like I'm playing as the the the, the merchant or the right. professor and stuff like that. I just have a little extra stuff I could do on my turn. This one, I am all about hitting. So I, if I'm going to buy cards out of the deck, I am going to buy weapons because I can hold four weapons at a time. Because I have uh, our mutual friend Dom. He increased all my slots because he used his special power to increase my slots. So now I can hold four weapons. And you're like... I'm going to give you that weapon because for every other weapon you have, it gets a plus yep. two. So basically it becomes, it's a two a beast, plus yeah. two for, or basically two times two. So I was hitting for eight damage every yep. time I fire that gun. My special ability is I can use two of those weapons mm -hmm. and not discard them. So on one turn, I hit like 20 <laughs> uh, damage to that character. So yeah. No, I mean, the, the game was good. It's just a, like another comparison. Let's just make another comparison. Let's say you have, you you make a game that's like Monopoly, except they take out the random of how you move around, and it's pure strategy of which things you auction off. But right before the auction off of the property, you flip a coin, and that decides if you're a part of the auction or not. It's like two steps forward, one back. You know what I mean? It's not that big. It's not that on. bad. It's really not. You all get to take your turns, and it adds some more excitement into it. I just find it funny that they just couldn't figure out another <laughs> system. I, honestly, I like the way that worked, just because I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but it, it gives fine. it gives it a little bit of randomness too. It's no different than if we just rolled a d6. In all honesty, yeah. But I just like the way that worked because you, you, that tension when the card gets flipped over. Please be me. Please be me. Please be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. All right. The last one I wanted to talk about today was a game that I got a, a few weeks ago that I wanted to talk about because it uh, there was I read. I read this book uh, recently. Oh my god, you read a book? Well, it's a manual. Oh but it, it talks about like um, the theory on why this, the author thinks a game is good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, you could mention who... who well, no, because it's still in proof. Right? Yeah, it's still in proof right yeah, now, so yeah, I, I yeah, don't want right. to yeah, yeah. Uh, say the information for it. But and, and it had some very interesting points that hopefully in, in the near future I'll, I'll elaborate on. Mm -hmm. But this game... Um, when I saw it, I'm like, that's ridiculous. It seems completely absurd. And I think I'm going to like it because of that. It's called You Lying Sack. And you are a lying sack. You Lying Sack. This is a game that was invented by Penn Jillette of Penn and Teller. You, and, you have told me about this one. And but Exploding, you about it. Exploding Kittens mm -hmm. um, publishes it. Now, it's pretty inexpensive. It's like 20 bucks a Walmart. And it comes with really good components. And inside of the bag, uh, well, the premise of the bag is really simple, or the uh, the game, is that you have a sack full of a bunch of bad things and one good thing. Okay? Simple as that. And the whole premise of the game is you are lying to other people 
for no other reason other than the simple fun of that, of lying. There's nothing bad about lying in this game. There's nothing good about lying. It's just you're lying for fun. And that what it that's what it proposes to you. Do you want to lie now? Or do you want to lie later? Do you want to lie to other people? It's up to you. This game gives you the opportunity to do it. So on your turn, it's real simple. You have a die that's in there. And it will tell you how many bad things you need to pull from the sack. And so it might say four. Now you don't want bad things because if you get ten bad things, you're eliminated. Okay? That's why they're bad. The good thing is good. If you get the good thing, you get rid of bad things. Makes sense, right? So on your turn, if that die says four, I can either reach into the bag and pull out four bad things and hide them in my hand, or I can find the one good thing and hide them in my hand. Then I hold my fist, or I, I get to hold my fist above the table, and the player to my left gets to decide if they want whatever's in my hand or not. If they choose to take whatever's in my hand, they get whatever I took, whether it's bad things or good things. And then if they decline it, then it's the next person. If it comes back to me and everyone else does not want it, I get whatever's in my hand, whether it's good or bad. And you can feel the difference. Like, the bad things are these little foam triangles, mm -hmm. and, and they're made out of, um, like, magicians will know what this is, is uh, the sponge balls. Like, it's made out of, like, really hyper, hyper squishy foam. And so you can hide ten bad things in your hand, no problem. And and the rules do specify that. It's like, are are people or are other players allowed to inspect every side of your hand? And they said, absolutely. But you're also allowed to move it away from them, too. <laughs> it's like, no. You don't get to look at my... It's like, oh, okay. That's a really simple solution to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, they can look at it all they want, but you can also hide it from them, so who cares? Um, and then the... The, the good thing is like this weird little rubbery rectangle. It's really weird. But you can definitely feel the difference. <coughs> it's just shenanigans. You can say whatever you want. You can be like, oh, I, I totally took the bad things. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Like, it's up to you if you want to take it, right? And it's just one of those, like, passive, mm -hmm. best play. It works really well. It's simple. I like it. Is it revolutionary? Absolutely not. But does that theme play? Oh, and by the way, there's a smirky smiley or smirky face on the sack itself. Like so, like the box has like like the sack. Like, uh huh, yeah, you lying sack, and it looks all smarmy. And it, they printed it on the bag. The components are really good for this. Nice. Um, for especially for twenty bucks, it's cool. I like it. It's not revolutionary. Um, Pendulet, as far as anything outside of magic, is not exactly you know groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I know that this was made by a magician, I was already tuned in because I wanted to play something from a magician, because I always do, mm -hmm. and the fact that it promised on what it was offering <laughs> worked really well. Good to play with kids, good to play with families, um, absolutely hilarious when you have those moments like where you pass around like, nope, you took the bad things, you took the bad things, and I have a good thing, and now I'm getting rid of my bad things. <laughs> it's hilarious. I like it. It works really well. Nice. You lying sack. All right, you ready to start getting into our uh, stocking stuff? Pretty soon. I want to give a quick shout-out. Oh, our speaking friends, of which, I need to give a shout-out, too. So. Yeah, our friends at Thing12 Games, they are currently running a Kickstarter. They did not pay us to do this. They are not a sponsor in any, in any way. I just want to point this out because they pretty much exclusively go through Kickstarter. They try to publish They're a small company. Games. They're a small company. They are running a game right now on Kickstarter called Puppy Pile. We brought it up in previous episodes. Um, 
right now there's 12 days remaining as of this filming and it is not it's only a little bit over half it's like 57 percent the game is 18 dollars really like there's no reason you shouldn't go back it it's simple enough it mm-hmm. looks fun it looks like guillotine honestly and how it works you don't want to be the the puppy on the top of the pile yeah. so you're trying to change your turn or, or change your order and all that stuff and you have a secret identity if you make it super obvious, then people will figure out what you are and put you on top of the pile, and therefore you'll be eliminated. Don't do that. Puppy Pile, crazy adorable art. Uh, Daniel's being kind enough to post this in the chat. Please just go support them. Throw, throw some bucks at them. Tell people about it. Do what you can. It's really Please help us get this it's, funded. It's like $16. So. Yeah, it's 18 18 18 Yeah, it's not expensive. Good components. Adorable art. Like, super cute puppies. Like, seriously... There's no reason you can't go back it, so please go do that. Yeah, and they're just pushing. Uh, it would be nice. Uh, we're biased. We really like the Shans over at Thing 12. Yeah, they're great people. So, yeah, help them out if you can. And your shout-out? Oh, my shout-out. Uh, shout-out to Ithri. They're still doing the Bullet Kickstarter, I think, for a few yep. more days. So yep. uh, go check them out if you're into it. I, I really do enjoy Bullet a lot. Yeah. But the one I want to shout out real quick is my wife uh, travels for her job. She's in Olympia, Washington right now. So right now, she, right now. Right now, right now. She saw, found a comic shop that's like uh, right down the road from where she's staying. They are also a board game shop. Okay. That's called Gabby's Olympic Card and Comics. This mm. place was massive. Yeah. Yeah, she was video uh, show uh, video calling me while we're, she was there looking at different stuff because she was trying to get like ideas for stocking stuffers and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, all right. They had a lot, of, and they, it's all alphabetical. So they have like their small games over here. That's also with their card games. And you go to this aisle over here. There's like four aisles. Those are their bid games, and they're alphabetical, alphabet, alphabetized. So oh. yeah, she was like, "I, you could spend hours in here." And I'm like looking at everything she's showing on the shelf and stuff like that. And you're asking her, "Please spend hours in there." Wife. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, yes. Well, she had uh, basically an hour to kill, basically, because they were going to close yeah. at six. Oh. So, yeah, it's just, it was really, really cool. Uh, honestly, I was jealous. I'm like, man, this this store was amazing. Because, yes. uh, like, from everything I saw, there's actually two stories. Upstairs was where they had their game uh, gaming tables. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so they had, like, their library gaming tables up there. You had your downstairs, uh, which had the game room, all their D&D stuff. They had space for uh, comics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, it's about the size of, from what I've seen the videos of like Noble Night up in Minnesota, oh, wow. how big yeah. it is. It was massive, and there was a lot in there. She's like, okay, I have ideas for stocking stuffers. I, I hope one of the games that I asked her to pick up, I uh, hope she did get it for a stocking stuffer, because that yeah. one is kind of hard to find unless you go online to do it. Do you mind me asking what it is, or is it on your list? Uh, it's not on my list. Uh, it is uh, Conspiracy. It's the card game of Abyss. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I... Yeah, so I was like, they have that one there? So I told her that, and I gave her a few others, like Similo and... Uh, oh, yeah, Similo. Uh, I, I actually was having her look for the all-play games that were just coming out, but they're not going to be in stores till January. Yeah. For sake of time, I purposely didn't look through any of my games that were in that little container list. Neither did I. Well, I knew <laughs> some of them were in... Similo would be a great stocking stuffer. Yeah, no, so I have those in the containers in my, my thing. Like, there's a few that are in my stocking. Mm-hmm. Because I 
take them out of the box, but I leave the boxes in there this way, just somewhere down the line. If I do want to trade them in, I still have the boxes to trade them in. That makes sense. Cool. And so I was like, wait, I know where these boxes is. Okay, this is going in. So yeah, they are in there. All right. Very cool. Yeah, no, that's, you'll, I'll, we'll Google it when we're done. Yeah, I'll show it to you when we're done. But yeah, no, that place was really cool from just, from the video chat. I could just imagine how massive it looked from her being in there and like, her being overwhelmed because she's not really into board gaming like I would. And I would have been overwhelmed just because I'm like, oh, man, I can spend thousands in here. <laughs> right. All right, real quick, our honorable mentions from the chat, if you don't mind scrolling up for me real quick. Uh, Illuminous said a couple more that, that are worth bringing up. Uh, we said these earlier, Scout, Arboretum, Love Letter, Curiae, um, Smug Owls. Uh, Illuminous also said Hive Pocket and Mind Bug as well, both ones. I own a copy of Hive Pocket. I actually thought about putting it on this one. Mm -hmm. And Mindbug looks pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I do want to try Mindbug. <laughs> I just haven't picked it up. And then, uh, was there any others that were recommended as well? Right yeah, yeah, Trails. All right, so you want to get into this? Let's get into this. Uh, quick honorable mention real quick. Uh, <laughs> just because I couldn't find the box to put it in my uh, stocking. Uh, my honorable mention is Ghost of Christmas. Uh, we talked about it during the Top 8 debate. We really did enjoy that game, so... I flipped the coin of doom onto the floor. because And on our watch, nope, there it goes. I told you I was going to do that. Yep, yep, nope, I, I don't disagree. All right, <laughs> anyway, back to it. Here we go. Let us begin. That'll be me? Yeah. In no particular order, though, um, I wanted to agree. First off, this one right up top here. Here we go. Trails is brought up by Illuminous. I couldn't agree more. Trails, fantastic game. Good in-depth, resource management, a lot of good fun. Uses a really smart um, movement system. It's kind of worker placement-esque, mm -hmm. where you follow on a trail, go back, go over a series of rounds. And it's more like a from ratchet night. system. It, yeah, a ratchet system. You move as, kind of as far as you want. Uh, well, this, you move one or two spaces. Mm -hmm. um, and you can expend your, to your campfire to move as far as you want. Whereas parks, you move, move as far as you, you want. No, as far as you, uh, yeah, as far as you as want, far as but you, you can never go back. Right, and then, but if you want to land on the same spot as somebody else, you have to use your campfire. Mm -hmm. But great components in this. Um, I absolutely love it. Wonderful art, and they were selling this for I want to say twenty bucks. Yeah, which, I mean, and the thing is, you can find that components. in like uh, your FLGS, yep. Barnes and Nobles, Target has it. Yep, I couldn't agree more. I absolutely adore this game. I completely agree. This is the biggest game that I have in in this. Uh, but, yeah, oh my goodness. So fantastic. Trails. Couldn't run from Keymaster Games. Highly recommend this game. Great stocking stuffer. That's a good pick. For the serious gamer. For the serious gamer, yeah. That's right. Speaking of the serious gamer, uh, my first pick here, uh, I can't put it in the stocking. Uh, all of mine don't fit too well in there. But my first pick here is Cat in the Box. I, I do like this one a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the Deluxe Edition. I don't think they sell anything other than Deluxe Edition. I don't think so either. Uh, the they, original they, Japanese was the non-deluxe. Yeah, player. and then they also have the Colossal Cat in the Box that they just did on Kickstarter. Which is not a stocking stuffer. And it is not a stocking stuffer. Yeah. Uh, but I do like this game a lot. Uh, you know I love trick-taking games. Uh, yes, I, what yes, I love, you do. Uh, when we were talking about Ghost of Christmas, how we want it to be the Tiny Tim variant all the time yes. when you're playing it because the bidding is okay, but it's not great. Yeah. I love the bidding in this one. Because oh, yeah. if you get your bid... You get bonus basically scoring on the little uh, yep. based on your grouping in a track, but you still get a point for every trick you make, even if you don't uh, score your bid. 
the, the twist of this one, which I really love, there's no suits in this thing. You make your suits in it. What are you looking for? I'm looking for a game if I can stick it out and put my games on top of it. <laughs> no, no, no doing that. I'll just say if it makes sense. All right. But anyways, uh, Cat in the Box, it's a fun little trick-taking game, like I was saying. I love that little twist of it where there's no suits. You make the suit. So if uh, Danny's over here leading, he's like, I'm going to lead a two blue. All right, well, now I have to play in blue based on my suit. But again, there's no suits. I just have to play a number. Mm-hmm. The catch is I can't play a two. That has been played. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? I don't have like really a possibility to beat his two blue, even though it's so low, right. because I only have twos in my hand. Maybe I'll play a two trump, but now I don't have blue suits no matter what in yep. my hand. Yep. So it's like that little push and pull of you trying to determine, do I just keep going in this trick to try to win the trick? or? Yep. But there comes to a point when you're getting closer to the end when you're playing things out, you're like, oh, I hope I don't score a paradox because if I only have this two and I already said I can't do blues and all the other twos have been taken, the yellows, the red, and the green, right? well, then I'm kind of screwed now, aren't I? <laughs> and then I'm going to create a paradox because uh, there's more numbers than there is suits per se. And so, like, you could have five twos. All the twos are taken. So here's my paradox here. So I do love the way this game works. Uh, it's got great components in there, uh, and I just love that little twist of trick-taking. I love fun trick-taking. This is a good bidding trick-taking game because you're not punished for not making your bid. Uh, you still just get rewarded. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right, on to our number two. What do you mean, seven? Number seven. To you again. All right, next one. Let's reach into the stocking and show what I brought. I brought... Let's dig for treasure. Steven Rhodes game. Great little card game. This one is probably the second biggest box, which is why it's on the top. Um, this is a great little, like, press your luck, silly, fun game. Um, if you like this demented style of cartoons. Caveat. Caveat, yeah. I mean, if you're, if, this isn't going to be for everyone. It's a dark humor. You're digging mm-hmm. in, a, in a cemetery. Uh, but that's. Why it's so silly. Honestly, any of these Stephen Rhodes games are pretty great for... My short list was uh, Let Some Demons. Yeah. I actually thought about bringing that one, but I wanted a slightly smaller box to fit in my stocking. This one is great, and I like this one best. Um, not not so much as a game, but for this pick. Mm-hmm. Just because I like being able to literally hand it out, do all two, three stacks of cards and go, draw a card. Do what it says. That's, that's the teach. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Um, it's, it's Creative pretty Chaos, neat. you would like this game. Yeah, no, they're they're really cool games. The ones I've played, I've only played two. I have the third one, definitely played uh, mm-hmm. Don't Talk to Strangers. Uh, uh, but it's okay. I, I, do, I do prefer uh, uh, Let's Summon Demons. Yeah. I just love the fun aspect mm-hmm. of it. But again, if it's not for everyone. That's why I everyone. didn't make my list. Yep, I think it's th- this kind of humor is for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so I stand by it. My next pick here... It's a game uh, that I enjoy playing a lot. You're basically just playing seven cards out of your hand, but you're trying to make the best seven cards to score yourself the most points. I specifically picked the one I enjoy the most, but it actually comes into three different games. I haven't played one of the three, but that is my pick is Marvel Remix. But you can get Fantasy Realms, and I think it's like Star Trek Missions or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it's called. But it's basically you have a deck of cards, 
you're trying to make the best hands. Uh, you're basically drawing a card, either from the face-up discard pile, and it's basically in a line. This way you can look at them all, because when the 10th card goes into the discard pile, uh, that ends the game, and then you score your hand. You're trying to make the best hand because uh, certain cards need certain tags, or it needs a certain other <laughs> card, or with the Marvel Remix, I need certain tags for I can flip a card over and be the alter ego. So like I have Bruce Banner, and I have Gamma tags in my hand, I can mm -hmm. flip it over and he becomes the Hulk now, and it's going to score me more points. Same thing with She-Hulk. Uh, but the caveat with this one, with Fantasy Realm, you're just trying to get your seven cards and score your best seven. Yeah. This one is you need to have a villain for sure in your hand, and they are mostly negative points unless you reach certain requirements on it. In, uh, or, well, in, you need to have either an ally or a hero in your hand, because if you don't have either one of those two or a villain, you get zero points, yeah. and you're basically out of the running. So it's like that little push and pull, like, ooh, do I discard this, or do I just try to mit mitigate how this works? Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Yep. I really do enjoy this series of games. Fantasy Realms is another good one, which is really well done. I haven't tried the Star Trek one. I heard mixed things about that one, but it's all yeah. just it's your 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 pick your poison. Yeah, exactly. I prefer the fantasy one just because I don't care about superheroes. Viewers of the podcast know that already, mm -hmm. but that is a solid one. Yeah, good choice. All right, our number yeah, six. six. All right, that's again. me again. All right, ignore the fact that we looked on the floor. That was just merely by chance. I definitely didn't drop it this time. Don't worry about this guy picking up anything from the floor. Oh, hey, look, I found... See, I picked it up. No problem. <laughs> All right, my next game right here is a game from Looney Labs. This is... Ooh, that's going to sound great on the microphone. Oh, yeah. Um, this is Martian Chess. Here we go. I'll get the glare a little bit. This is an abstract strategy, uh, pure strategy game from Looney Labs using their pyramid system. This box comes with not only the board, but all 12 pieces that you're going to need to play. They do slot in and the rules in a tiny little box. This, again, was being sold for like 15 or 20 bucks at mm -hmm. Barnes for the longest time. Um, it is available. This was a little harder to find than the other ones, but it is still available, I confirmed, from a few different uh, websites. And this is personally my favorite take on this style of game. I'm garbage at chess, mm -hmm. but I like the way this works because there's only one color of pieces. And the way you dictate which piece is yours is which side of the board it's on. So it's like a domino board. It's a, it's a four by eight, so it's half of a chessboard. I get one half, you get the other half that's sitting across from me. And if I move a single piece, I can move it one piece diagonal, or one space diagonally. And if it so happens to cross the boundary into your spot, into a piece that you currently control, I gain that as points. And the size is how many points it's worth, so one, two, or three. The second one moves like a rook, it can move in a straight line, um, up to two spaces. Mm -hmm. It's called a drone, is I think what they call it here. And then the big pieces count effectively like a queen. You can move them as far as you want. But again, when it jumps over that boundary and captures a piece, that then becomes theirs, or becomes yours for points, which makes a lot of sense how it works once you get the hang of it. There's a lot of depth for it. I've played this with the designer of it, and I still love it. It's so good. He destroyed me. Oh, of course. Of course, and as he should have. And it just stands up on its own. This was also part of a, the Pyramid Arcade and they've made other versions of this as well, but this is like the standalone, quick little, I can buy this for 20 bucks version, mm -hmm. Martian Chess. Nice. My number six, and this is the one I was telling you about. It's a bit cheaty. In fact, the one I put for myself is not the one I'm going to show because I don't know where I put the one I uh, 
for myself. I, I don't know exactly where it's at in this room right now. I have to clean out the room, so. Uh, but the one I picked here mm-hmm. is Tiny Epic Dungeons. My pick oh. is specifically Quest, because that's my favorite one. I still This is on my shelf of shame. I haven't even played this one yet, so I don't know. Yeah. This might... Uh, might move above might that. Might fix that yeah, exactly. But uh, any of the tiny epics will work. It's just pick your your gamer uh, because there is co-ops. You have if you got a, a person who's into zombies, there's a zombie version. Mm-hmm. If you like per, uh, someone who likes Vikings, there's a Vikings there's a version. version yep. There's a crime version now. There is a western, which don't really worry about that one. No. But quest you is can really, skip that one. quest is fun. And if you got someone who likes the the Zelda E type games, cool. uh, this one's a dungeon crawl. So if you have someone who likes dungeon crawl, so tiny epic, uh, just across the board. They even have ultra tiny uh, galaxies where it's a little yeah. space and game. Kingdoms. In kingdoms, yes. Mm-hmm. Kingdoms is another good one where it's like the medieval theme where you're basically protecting the. Uh, oh no, no, tiny epic defenders is the one where you're protecting the kingdom. Yeah, that's the cooperative one that one's really good yeah so yeah so is there a yeah. lot of good versions of it they, they're easy easily uh replayable <laughs> uh a lot of these like i couldn't even fit the expansion in here in fact i have to use both boxes because yeah, they're, they're dense. very dense games yes this one actually is the first tiny epic with miniatures yes others have uh meeples they created a whole new type of meeple because in quest they can hold weapons now yes so yeah they it any tiny they have little works. 3D weapons that you <laughs> yeah, attach to cool. the meeple. They're yeah. called item meeples. So, yeah, and, it is, uh, it's well Chaos, done. Yeah, it's basically Tiny Epic Quest is Zelda Overworld. Mm-hmm. Like, you're looking down on the overworld, you're able to move around in different ways and interact with all the different stuff that's on it. Really look into it, it's pretty cool. And you go into quests, like, into dungeons and stuff like that, because yeah. you try to get, like, special weapons oh, and yeah. abilities and stuff like that. So it's, I want to say last time I played this, I actually played the Zelda soundtrack yeah over it because it just it fits perfectly I per- yeah no i the quest is my favorite still yeah. i don't know i think this might be up there too because it's just my kind of thing this is another co-op there's uh, defenders yeah. and now this one yeah. uh but i think the zombies has a co-op mode as well i think so yeah that has a one versus all co-op or versus something like that survival so yeah it's uh, uh, this is my catch-all any of the tiny epics will work you can find them in most of the stores, yep. most of the ones. Uh, in fact, you can find all of them on the Tiny Ep- uh, Gameland Games website. Yep. I did check that. They're like all of them are on there, and you can get the deluxe versions, which I have. Cool, awesome, good choice. Number five. Number five. Yeah, I actually hey, thought it. I get Boy, to start. We've been That's doing been heads. We've yeah, been well, backwards this whole yeah, time. We've been backwards this whole time. That's all right. We'll stick to it. All right, so the the this one is the one of the two Christmas games that I have put in the stocking stuff. Oh, okay. this is actually one of the recent ones, and we talked about it uh, last week. This is my favorite Christmas movie, based on my favorite Christmas movie. This is Muppets Christmas Carol, uh, the card game Spirit of Giving. It is a fun little game. I really, really did enjoy this one a lot when we played it. Uh, my wife really enjoyed it. I love the artwork on it because, again, I love the Muppets. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite uh, things growing up. Like, Muppet Babies was my go-to show when I was younger. Muppet Babies was pretty good. Uh, I, I, Beaker's one of my favorite characters. Rizzo the Rat's one of my favorite characters. I just love everything about the uh, <laughs> Muppets. And so when they like, hey, we, we're making a game based off Christmas Carol... I'm like, yes, I, I, I am all yep. in on that one. I found out it was on Amazon. I, that was the only place you could find it. I bought it right then and there, and I've already played it. Which uh, I, I did find a copy of that for sale in the wild. Nice. But at, at the time when it came out, because it came out in November, 
Yeah. It was only on Amazon. Yes. Uh, so I bought it. I bought also another little Funko game with it. Uh, but yeah, this one really uh, went down really well. This is probably going to stay in my collection yep. as like nice little go-to Christmas game. It's very simple. You have a set of three cards, two are face up, one is set down, and it's all about giving. So on your turn, you do one of the four plaques. At the time being, it's only one plaque at a time until you go through a certain part of the deck. Mm -hmm. And you can either finish off one of your decks. Uh, however, if you do, you don't get to look at the points that you're grabbing because there's gifts in the middle. You don't gotcha. get to look at it. You just pull it. It's blind. And it's one to four, I think, is what the point total is. It could be more than that, but I can't remember. I think gotcha. it's one to four. But when you get further along the lines, if you finish someone else's quest, mm -hmm. you get to look at two of the gifts and choose which one you keep and give to the other place person who finished your thing. So you're scoring, you get some information of what you're scoring. So it's really good about finishing someone other's uh, abilities. And I'm trying to remember because the three, I, I know like the Scrooge player he allows you to draw from the 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 pile the draw deck, uh -huh. and you get to um, use it on someone else's card. Basically, sure. replace someone's yeah. card. Uh, Ghost uh, Past allows you to draw the top card from the discard pile. I'm just trying to remember because I know there was two that let you swap. So, oh uh, yeah, so Ghost of Present is the one that lets you swap. Sure. So you get to do like okay, I'm gonna take my friend Angel's card, and I'm going to move it over here to my wife. Yep. This way I can complete her set, because I know this will work over here because of the two face-up ones. The, the Ghost of the Future allows you to point at someone's face-down card. Mm -hmm. uh, they flip it up. They show what everybody what they have there. They flip it face-back out, and then you choose someone uh, one of the other Ghost powers. Very cool. So it plays really, really well. I did enjoy this a lot. Uh, this is the Muppet Christmas Carol Spirit of Giving. I love it. All right, uh, my number five Right here, reaching into the stocking. It is my two-player pick. I thought about putting Jaipur on this list, but I chose this one I was instead. on a short list, but I don't Hanuma Koji. Um, yeah, because this is just in a great little small box. A lot of game for it. It's one of the smartest games that I've personally ever played. I enjoyed playing it when we did. Uh, we played yeah. that in Vegas. Yeah, and I like every time I bust this out, I just want to play it again. It's real simple. You have a certain number of cards. You're trying to get majorities in them at the end of every round to pull like the influence tokens towards you. If you get a certain number of influence tokens on your side, um, you win. Or if you control a certain power amount of them, you win as well. Okay. Each of the things work differently, but it's kind of like a two-player I split you choose mechanism. Each round plays over four turns. Um, each turn, you will choose either to lay down some cards face down, let the other players pick or um, split two, or give them one, mm -hmm. or just take one, put it down and reserve it. Guarantee that's yours. Um, yeah, and Masmo, thanks for joining us. Forgive me if I mispronounce that, but welcome. And I like I just adore this game. This fits perfectly, as you saw in the stocking. This is a regulation <laughs> stocking size, and it fit, you know, it's quite, quite snugly in there. It was great. Yep. I was able to put Martian Chess right in front of it. And I, I'm never going to get rid of this game. This is a fantastic little 15 minute. When was the last time you played this, by the way? Uh, when we were in Vegas. Uh, we were coming back from wow. Reno, so 2022. So 2022. Okay. So that wasn't too far. Yeah, yet, it wasn't too long. Long enough, though. Hanamakoji, I couldn't say enough good things about it. But yeah, love this game. That's my number five. All right, we're going into our number fours, and now I get to pull out of my stock. Should we stick to the same method that we've been doing? or Yeah, go back to what All it's right. supposed to be. Go back to what it's supposed to be? So you. All right, so me. 
My number five, right on in here. You're supposed to control the the, the coin four. to do. I know. I um, see. We've changed up the coins, and that's the shenanigan part. But either way, my number five. Here we go. Four. Reaching into my number four. I have a feeling this is gonna be on another list. <laughs> Fantastic little card game. Illuminous brought this up earlier. Uh, one of our regulars. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Super compact, super simple, great card game. That's We've talked about right this here. a lot. Yes. I mean, there, there's a lot more going into it than Uno Yeah, but it's still does. card shedding like Uno does. Yes. It is card shedding. The way you play this game is quite simple. This is Scout, by the way. <sighs> yeah. From Oink Games. Um, by the way, did you notice I'm picking different publishers for all of mine as well? I think I, I stick with that. This is from Oink Games. The way this game works is simple. Everyone has double-sided cards. One side will have one value, one will have the other. And in your hand, you cannot change the order of the cards. You, at the beginning of each hand, you get to choose which side, but you do not change the order of them. What you're trying to do is you're trying to play cards in either a run or of a kind. Mm -hmm. If you play that, then you can play better cards than the previous player. That's called um, showing. If you So if, let's say you put down a pair of fives. I can play a pair of six or sevens, eights, nines, or tens. Mm -hmm. Or I can play... Um, any three card set. So I could do like three twos. That would beat it. Anything or with one, more cards one, two, on three. that beats it. Yeah. Or one, two, three. Um, that's how this works. It's quite simple. Um, or if you cannot play or choose not to play, which is a very valuable strategy, you can then take whoever's card everyone's going off of. Your two pairs of fives. Let's say I have a five in my hand that that would work really well with, I could take one of your fives and put them in my hand on either side. And the thing about you have to remember is that when you're taking the fives, so if I play three fives out there, yes. you either have to take the left or the right. So the left or the right, if I yeah. played a three, four, five, you have to take the three or the five. Yeah, not the four. But again, you choose which side it goes in and mm -hmm. you slot it into your hand wherever you think it goes. And, and the part that makes it so unique is the fact that his pair of fives now becomes a five. Mm -hmm. So you have to beat it with any single card or higher or a pair or a two of a, in a run. It's so smart because if it comes back to him, that's when everyone scores, mm -hmm. which you don't want to happen, but you could kind of press your luck. You could take a card and go, okay, well, you know, you could deal with it. Or everyone has also a token called, uh, or a little wagon token that lets them shout and show. show. Shout scout, and school. Scout and show. Yeah, scout and show on the same turn. Goodness, this game is so good. I cannot recommend this one enough. Definitely go check it out, Scott. Mm -hmm. All right, so my number four? <clears throat> Your number four. Our first crossover on here, uh, this one is Trails. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. When I saw you bust it out, I'm like, mm, interesting. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a fun game that comes in this little small package. Uh, it does really, really well. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Very yes. beautiful art in this game. Yep. Uh, I love the way the mechanism works where you can go one to two spots. Unless uh -huh. you're playing your tent, that allows you to go further. You're basically just trying to complete sets, be the first one to complete certain sets, yep. get special goals and stuff like that. Uh, it's a smaller version of Parks. It plays uniquely and different than Parks, but if... Parks can play a long time. This one is a much quicker version of it if you just need that little itch to be scratched. You know what I mean? Yep. But yeah, it's it's so, so good. I don't really want to have, har hark on it more than what you've already said, but it's a phenomenal game. Cool. All right. On to our next one. I'm actually writing down the remainder of my list by feeling the card, or feeling it just to see if I can remember it. All right, off to you. All right, so my next game here, my number three, is a relatively new game. I think it is 2023. 
I really did enjoy this one. I don't know how you filled, felt about it. I think you just found it like a fine game. Mm -hmm. But this one, I love the art on it. It's called Sea Salt and Paper. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, one, it's from one of my favorite designers, uh, Bruno Cathala. I think this is also with, uh, I want to say... It's another... It's another uh, Riviere, uh, yeah. French, the, uh, French designer. It's a real simple game. Uh, you're going to have a set of cards. You're basically trying to score. You're trying to make up to seven points, and then you can decide if you want to stop. Or do you think you have more points than all the other players, and you could say one more turn? Yeah. Uh, so, and what you're doing is you're taking either taking a card off the top or one of the cards off the two discard piles. And then once you do that, you can decide to play if you have duo cards. So say like I'm trying to get crabs or a shark and a swimmer. They'll have special abilities depending on which duo you play. Yep. So which one you put down allows you to do something. So I think crabs allow you to take from one of the discard piles. Uh, if you have all mermaids <laughs> at the end of the scoring, yep. that's it. You win the game no matter what. You play four mermaids, yep. you win. Uh, but yeah, no, I love the way this works. The art is so gorgeous on this one. It's basically just screen captures or origami art, but I mean, just look at this, like a little boat in tsunami based off origami papers. It's a little washed out, but yeah, it is just phenomenally done. I, I enjoy this game a lot. Cool. My number three, this is, right? Mm hmm So, you kind of referenced this game earlier, and we do technically have a crossover now. I pulled out... Ultra tiny epic galaxies. <laughs> so they jammed a lot of a lot of game into their tiny epic series. I mean, like it's a great production in a very fairly small box. They decided why not make an even smaller version. I think this is like twelve dollars or sixteen dollars new of their galaxy version, which is a dice game. This is one of the few that they can do this with. They made ultra tiny epic kingdoms and galaxies. See, yep. And this is one of the few that that fit perfectly in this. An even smaller game of Intergalactic Conquest by Scott Alms. I like this one. This is my second favorite Tiny Epic game. Uh, my favorite being uh, Defenders, but they did not make an ultra Tiny Epic version of that. I saw it that since this is in a they Tiny Touch box. Honestly, they really can't with that one. <laughs> I really don't think they could. But I do want to point out right here, we have some tokens, but more specifically in these little wooden cubes, are the dice as well. Mm -hmm. You're actually rolling the dice to try and get uh, the benefits of what you need, which is honestly kind of ridiculous. Yeah, Galaxies is up there uh, for me on the tiny epic side. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Quest is my favorite. I, I think Dungeons will probably be up there. Uh, I don't like Western all that much. Yeah. I did enjoy the Viking <laughs> one. Maybe one of these days we'll play them all. We'll do a game day for this as well, um, just like we did... Uh, with like, uh, Phil Walker Harmony Games. Games. We'll do the Tiny Epics one day. That would be really fun. Cool. But Tiny Epic Galaxies, Ultra Tiny Epic Galaxies. This is my number three. Great stocking stuffer. Off to our next one. It wasn't too bad. I did enjoy Tiny Epic Dinosaurs. Uh, it, it's not my favorite dinosaur game. Uh, yeah. But it was it was still fun. Yeah, it was it was good. Um, it was that I was actually expecting to like it a lot more than I did. Yeah. But it was good. It's middle of the road when it comes to the Tiny Epic stuff. Sure. Yeah. I agree with that. All right, on to our next one, number twos. Number twos. I'll be you. All right, my number two is the other Christmas game on the list. Uh, we, mm -hmm. It took a run in our top eight debate. Uh, this is one of my favorite Christmas games, and it's one of my go-to Christmas games now, and that is Holly Jolly. 
Ah, yes. This, of course you would have a holiday game in the holiday stocking. Yeah, uh, but Holly Jolly is just, uh, even you said last week, it just it's shot up on your, yep. your Christmas list just because yep. of the simple fact that it does give you that kind of Christmas spirit because uh, you're, you're trimming a tree, you're putting ornaments on the tree, you're getting presents. Yep. Uh, it's set collection. It does a lot of good things. This is a game that you can bust out and play with grandma and yep. it won't be hard for her to understand. No. This is a nice family friendly game uh, about, you know, trimming a tree and t- getting gifts off of it. So I, I do love this game. Holly Jolly plays really well. Uh, it, it is one of the best holiday games I've played so far out of yeah. all the games I played during like Christmas time and stuff like that. And you and me like to play games when it comes to specific holidays. So we like to bust out like some of the horror games for Halloween. Yeah. And so we were talking about stuff like this for Christmas. Uh, there's another one like right behind me there that I want to get to the table. I just got my copy of it, Santa Workshop. I just, I love that feeling of really getting into the spirit and using gamings for it too. That's right. All right. And my number two is one, now I'm getting into the tiny ones. Mm-hmm. So we are using, you know, government issued uh, standard regulation ISO stockings, <laughs> standard size stocking. No, I don't know what I'm even saying. Uh yeah. Oh, yeah. Ghost oh, of no, Christmas, no, Christmas is not, not a grandma, grandma game. game. That's on nope. my honorable mentions because no, I no, couldn't no. find the uh, the actual box. I keep uh, my small card games in the uh, photo cases. If grandma's a shrewd... Um, Rook uh, player or something. Like, like well, plays bridge. <laughs> bridge. Right? If oh, she's a bridge player, she probably then maybe. Yeah. But, ooh, that, that's, that's a grandma game. So, right here, I wanted to pick one that would fit into... Because some people have really tiny stockings, you know? Yeah. They just have it. So I wanted a game that would fit in the tiniest of stockings, and that is Sprawlopolis. This is from Button Shy Games. This is 18 cards. I wondered cards. if one of those were in your... Yeah. It, I mean, it just makes sense. This is literally 18 cards, and the rule book fits inside of this little tiny wallet. Um, this is a solo game. It's technically two players as well, but really it's solo. Um, and I'm sure some people disagree with that, but I don't. But this one is really kind of cool. You have this grid of different cards... Um, different terrain types that are spread among 16 cards. I don't think you'll be able to see that. There we go. And these grids that are on here, some of them have roads. Some of them have other little features that are on it as well. You can see the road kind of going through the angle there. Um, You pick three of them at random, and you deal them on their backsides, which is what kind of scoring system you're going for. You're trying to get the highest score that you can by sending these cards next to each other or overlapping them in one way or another. Uh, roads you kind of want to have connected to other roads if possible, but depending on your situation here and how you score, that can change as well. Cool little puzzle. Every time it's unique, I like how the backs of every single one of these cards is unique, mm-hmm. and you can kind of play off of that idea. Even if you know which cards work for which ones, you still will know which of like the cards you're pulling from the deck. In order to do this, you have normally three to choose from at a time. Yeah. This works really well. Most button shy games are good stocking stuffers, but this is like one of their highest rated games, if not the highest rated. So, Sprawlopolis, couldn't agree more on this. All right. Uh, moving on to number one, so I'm going to flip the coin. It's already been mentioned. My number one is Scout. I do like this game a lot. Like I said, it's my Uno killer. Uh, I love the card shedding aspect of it, too. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you're, okay, how do I do this? How do I play it? 
is that now the time, now that I, I you know, I'm going to show and scout, I can take that card there and make this massive set here where I'm throwing four cards out there yep. and basically empty my hand now that I have this third card out there, uh, which, you know, say it's four cards there. I take this one over here. Now I got four cards in my hand, which means I can beat the three cards that are sitting out there. And uh, that card now makes it bigger than what the number there is that I really do like a lot with the scout game. I think it's really well done. I honestly, that was the first thing I knew that was going in my stocking. Because one, yeah. this size is perfect. Yes. Oink games in general are perfect for this. This is my favorite Oink game. Uh, there's only one other Oink game I really kind of like, and that is uh, Deep Sea Adventure. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Scout. Yeah. Awesome. Then we're going to play a really quick game right before my number one. And Daniel... Who, what kid doesn't like trying to guess their present right before? What's in their stocking? I know this. First one, I we've never played Insider. I have played um, the Bezier games that's really similar to it. Um, Daniel, just judging by the look of this, take a guess what it is. And it's okay if you don't get it because I'm going to give you another hint here in a minute. You can't even tell what it is. I don't think it's going to be a box like this. It's probably something closer to uh, Sprawlopolis than anything. Okay. Go ahead and feel how heavy it is. Don't shake it too hard, because we're, we're going to shake it down the next one. Can you tell how heavy it is? Yeah, it's not that heavy at all. It barely fills the stocking. Yeah. Do I have any guess yet? Mm-mm. All right, here we go. I'm going to give it one shake. Ready? That tells me nothing. Again, tells me nothing. No, that's good. All right, all right. Give it a feel now. Give it a feel. Try and guess. I don't know. <laughs> You're no fun. This is how you are in Christmas, too. All right, here we go. No, I'm not. I, I, I'd rather, uh, you know, <laughs> unwrap the gift and enjoy it instead of playing, oh, what did I get? I never did that as a kid. Let's make some fun popper sound. No, not to the mic. All right, All right so, um, Masmo, I could have put it, I thought about bringing a deck of cards, but I decided not to. This is Dice of Crowns from my friends over at Thing 12. Again, we talked about them earlier. This is Dice of Crowns. This is their six-player party game, two-to-six-player party game. Battle for the Crown, great pieces, has some great custom tokens in here, seven custom dice, and a really awesome crown token, which is absolutely fantastic. All of this fits perfectly inside of this little metal tin. It doesn't get much better than this as far as stocking stuffers go. This works really well. It's a fun little, quick little game where you're going to be rolling some dice, backstabbing each other, sending out scrolls. They might backstab you on your own turn. Hilarious, fun game. I like it a lot. Tiny uh, Dice of Crowns. Uh, sorry for our headphone speakers with him shaking that like right at the mic. Actually, I was crunching the tin a little bit. So that was my number. Literally, one. when you're like, ah, ah. Uh, 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 uh. I'm like, mm. yeah. all right. If you're listening with headphones, for one, I apologize. But two, comment below on whether <laughs> your ears are hurting right now. And comment below if you bought any of these as stocking stuffers for you or your family or friends. Fantastic collection of games to choose from. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I had another short list right there. Oh, yeah, I had some short lists too. Um, 
Jaipur was one of them. Llama actually. Was actually, one I'm as well. surprised Jaipur was not on your list. It, the box. I was thinking between the box of this and Jaipur. Got I it. also thought about the Unlock series and Echoes was another one. Yeah, I my about. my only reason I didn't go with the Unlock series is because of the fact that uh, Unlocked itself they don't really sell them in the small boxes anymore. Right. They, they, it's a three yeah. pack in the big boxes. And that's like one of the reasons I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the short list on mine, like I said, was Ghost of Christmas. It's yeah. just because I couldn't find my box or any of like the really fun all-play games. Yeah. Uh, Fox in the Forest was on my short list because yep. uh, I love the little two-player. I thought you were going to put Dice Stone on your short list. I'm like, that's not... That no, no, that wouldn't fit. But okay. no, uh, it was Fox in the Forest there. Uh, there's quite a, there's a couple others. Uh, you mentioned one earlier. Uh, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> that was on my short list. Uh, was yeah, it? I thought about Happy Salmon because they used to sell it in a pouch that fit perfectly. Honestly, their, the their box, box isn't too bad. Yeah, but... the box is about the size of uh, Mantis, so it would fit. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's just right on that level where it's just like a little uncomfortably large. Yeah, and then another thing too is I wanted to put some holiday games in there too because sure. it, it's a stocking stuffer stuff. That's why I went with those two. Uh, Ghost of Christmas sure. would have made it as well, just yeah. because they're they're just fun games. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, well, there's a whole slew of games that could have fit. I thought about Guillotine as well. I'm surprised you don't have Archaeology or Silver and Gold on your list. I was thinking about them. I, I honestly, they were, they were on surprised. my short list. Uh, Archaeology somewhere in that closet over there. I yeah. couldn't find the box. Uh, it was on my short list, but I was like, yeah. as much as I love that game, uh, it just wouldn't work compared to how these ones play. Because I, I wanted to get like something different, you know what I mean? Yeah. Archaeology is basically on a lot of my lists. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Uh, honestly, there was no Phil Walker hoarding on my list here. There wasn't. Neither on mine. Mine was every, a different publisher every single time, though. Same. Yeah. Cool deal. All right. So, if you enjoyed that episode, uh, please, by all means, join us on a live episode like our friends. Let's see if I can list them all off. Uh, so Very Wrong About Games, Creative Chaos, Illuminous, Ithri, Sora, the new friend Masmo. Thanks for joining us. And anybody else who tuned in for us, if you want to watch us live, please join us at twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames where you can watch us and comment while we are filming our episode. As well as all video re-uploads are found on YouTube under youtube.com slash at everydayboardgamespodcast. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on that platform. Subscribe if you're not, like the video, and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. And if you want to ever contact us directly, whether it is to say hello to enter in future contests, wink, wink, or to just give us ideas for future episodes. Email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Podbean, and now Apple. So we want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming.